Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Hello, welcome back to episode 152 of the hashtag Dysnomics Podcast. Make sure you check out last week's where I discussed the new government plan in terms of how we're going to come out of this lockdown. I explained their new COVID alert system as well as their three-step guide for us starting to ease our way out of lockdown. There was a lot of um, miscommunication or poor delivery of information for the government, so I tried to help people out with that and answered a bunch of questions. So that might... Well, that should improve your understanding because Boris was jazzing. This week, I'm joined by, what's your name again? Ed. Okay, well, short and sweet. There um, we go. Ghana and Ghost, member of the, what's your podcast called again? Tea and Touchdowns. Which is? An American, why are you proper like interrogating? It's a, what the fucking <laughs> question? <laughs> um, fucking it's a question? podcast about uh, the NFL, American football. So we're trying to bring it to people in the uk um in a way that's full of kind of jokes relaxed kind of almost like a barbershop atmosphere so it's not too serious but we still kind of cover games talk about what's going on and add our own little spin to it so yeah very very funny podcast okay so we are speaking about tfl you were mad heated when i spoke to you i was up <laughs> <laughs> this guy was vexed i've never heard you that Jeez. angry for a long oh, time so basically what happened is uh basically tfl which is transport for london was in the mud, in it? Like they were in the mud. And when I say in the mud, they essentially had no more money. They only had one billion cash reserves anyway. And since lockdown has been um, ensued, which has been the last two months, and social distancing started about a month before that, their, their money's gone down. So 90, they've seen a 90% drop in fares. So what, what happened was, that TFL needed a bailout because they were about to be done out. It's, it's like being, it's like a standard company or family. If you if you get fired, you're, you've lost your job, or your business isn't selling, you still have bills to pay. So if you don't get some funding soon, you're on the ropes. So TFL secured a deal with the government. It's a bailout of £1.6 billion. However, £505 million, which is almost a third of that bailout, is a loan. So they're going to have to pay that back. This is different to many other bus and um, rail providers in the, in the country. They didn't have to have money. They didn't have any, um, they didn't get a loan. They were just getting a straight up bailout. Mm. Also, some of the things to note on this is that the deal the government signed or with them means that they get government officials on the TFL board. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we'll get to this. Um, TFL was facing a £4 billion loss. 7,000 staff already been furloughed. TFL also halted over 300 construction projects, which have been costing them £600 million a month. Um, so what happened is the government said, yeah, we're going to agree financial support for you. The problem, uh, the problem is that they came with 
some serious conditions. And Sadiq Khan is not happy. So Mayor Source says that the government have forced Londoners to pay a very high price, mm. including, which we want to start talking about now, temporarily suspending freedom passes, a fair hike. So for example, Sadiq in 2016 said, we're going to freeze everything. Freedom passes are only frozen during rush hour. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, mean com- yeah, yeah. complete freezing. And um, also kids can't travel for free. That's been suspended currently. Also, um, yeah, so Sadiq Khan 2016 said we're not gonna there's gonna be a freeze on on um pay as you go um trains. However, the, with this deal, there's gonna be an increase of one percent above inflation in, in fares. So some of these conditions aren't the most favorable. Um Sadiq Khan is not happy, the mayor office is not happy, and everybody's blaming Sadiq. But another big thing which um which got and really heated was congestion charge will increase by 30% next month. And it will not only increase by 30%, it will also be enforced seven days a week. And extended from, instead of ending at six o'clock, will now end at 10 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw bad people talking about date now, but we'll get on to that later. But um, yeah. Oh my God. Those measures are Mazzolini. Bro, it's actually insane. It's like, especially for me, like I live in the congestion charge zone. Well, I stay there probably three or four days a week. It now means that I cannot do anything. Me owning a car is near enough pointless. Mm. And obviously they've said it's temporary measures, but we were discussing it earlier on where I can't remember a time when the government have ever temporarily <laughs> increased something <laughs> without without kind of using it as testing the waters to see, oh, how does this actually work? Because mm. initially the congestion charge was like that, then he started wanting to expand it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with... Um, so congestion was like five pounds first be, came out. Yeah, when it first came, it was a lot lower. I think it rised... When did it rise? 2015, I mm. think, to from... It was a 10 pound to 11.50. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been little increases. Then they added the ULEZ, which is 12 pound 50, 12, 24 hours a day. What's the ULEZ for the people that don't know? Um, so it's... They brought in new uh, emissions laws mm. on engines and stuff. So certain older engines don't fall under those new criteria. ultra low emissions. So it stands for ultra low emission zone. If your car is older than, if you've got a diesel that's older than 2016 for the most part, um, with some few exceptions, obviously, and petrol cars that kind of tend to be older than about 2004-ish, five, mm. depending on the car. You have to pay a twelve pound fifty surcharge to get into London, um, which is a mazine, and that is twenty four seven every single day. So yeah, so you've got that on top of this potentially now fifteen pounds a day. So for some people driving into London or driving through London to from get to get from north to south or east to west, you're now looking at what was that twenty twenty seven pounds just, just to drive through. Mother jumping an Uber car. Exactly. So. Um, for me, staying there means that I can't really go shopping. For example, I want to go to Costco and fill up my car with stuff. Mm. I have to now add £15 premium on top of that to move my car out of that zone. Mad. Or it doesn't happen. From 10 o'clock, unless I'm shopping at 24-hour shops mm. overnight, near enough impossible, picking up kids from school, doing any sort of movement with kids, I now have to put them all on public transport. Um, so I... That's probably the main reason why I was fuming, man. It's like, I saw that already. I couldn't believe it. I thought this is so currently, if you live in these zones, you get a discount. But did, what, did they, they announce something regarding New the discounts? Yeah, regardless. So currently, if you, well, not currently, if you used, if you lived in the zone before, if you got a, a, 
a discount, you get a 90% discount on your congestion charge, I think it was like £1.50 a day or whatever, which isn't the yeah, worst thing. Yeah, you can £47 a month or something like that. Exactly, it's not, it's not the worst thing. But now they're saying new applications, you get no discount. <laughs> so if you're moving into Central now for all the big bullers that wanted to move Oh my God, I'm a boss. Oh my God, I'm a boss. <laughs> if we're moving into Central now, it's peak. Um, yeah. There's no discount, so £15 a day if you want to move your car, you might as well get rid of that. I was going to get a new car. Squazed all of that now. Um, Just get a new car, bro. Just... It's either that or I have to park my car outside of the congestion charge zone and walk to my car or get a bus to my car to move it. I can't park inside the congestion charge. It's mad. Charge. You know when, um, when Keith used to live in um, in zone, in zone oh, 1? yeah, yeah. Where he actually parked his car, he had to get a bus. When I got, or we we walked it, yeah. I was like, Keith, this is where you park a car. I was like, this is so long. He's like, fam, mm. it's where it is. It's like, it this is. is so long. We'll have to imagine. firm it because, but can you imagine? Like, and do you know what? There were times when I thought, okay, cool, they're not going to clock me. I'm just going to roll the car around the corner straight away. Letter the next. No, in fact, they don't send the letter with congestion charge. That's the worst thing. So with congestion charge, you can't even check wherever you've been in the congestion charge zone, mm. you just have to pay it. They And when I asked them, so I was like, so what if I'm not sure if I've been in the congestion charge zone? They said, pay it anyway. They're not going to discount it, but they're saying it's better safe than sorry, basically. And so um, I didn't know a couple of times, the first couple of times, one little road, a corner, mm. was on a congestion charge zone. Got fines for that, left it, because I didn't really look, and then ended up paying 200 and something pounds on each of those. <sighs> Yeezys, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Bro, so why is this? Nah, that is crazy. So, is 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 a very very steep, very very steep hike. So, some more information on this is that um, so obviously as Ed was speaking about congestion charge went from eleven fifty to fifteen pounds. Um, free traveling for children's temporary suspended, as Ed said as well. Free travel for over sixties and people with disabilities outside peak hours are also suspended. I don't have as much problem with that because in a COVID nineteen, shouldn't be in, out on the streets anyway. Yeah, it, obviously it's good to reduce traffic, and also those that are more vulnerable people, you don't really want vulnerable people being exposed to um, COVID potentially. Also, bus fares, which were before scrapped um, to protect drivers, they're like run that shit back, turbo. <laughs> Oh, they brought that back too. So I yeah. can't look on the back. Oh, yeah. God damn. Yeah, so, okay. So, so more information on, on some of the other conditions as well. So from Monday, so by the time you hear this, rail service was currently at 50% of its. So let's say there was 10 Nova lines in an hour, which is just way more than that. Um, they reduced it to five. Well, now it'll be seven instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll start from Monday, obviously because you need to get the money in. And... Um, Sadiq was not happy. So the sources are like, basically, the Department for Transport are making Londoners pay the cost for doing the right thing regarding avoiding COVID. Mm-hmm. So in terms of not using public transport, obviously it's, just, it's costing TFL money, and also driving, which the government has been instructing people, please drive where you can, is now going to cost people money. And why I feel sorry for Sadiq is because not only is the, the deal that he got different to the rest of all other transport providers um, in terms of bus and rail services, is also that he's like, what people don't understand is in 2015, we had a different mayor. That mayor's name was Boris Johnson, who happened to be the prime minister right now. Yeah. 
So Boris Johnson is Pam in the streets, even from back from five he, years ago. Because he lost, he lost the throne to Sadiq, didn't he? I'm not sure if he lost it or he just dipped. I can't even remember. That's a mm. very good. So uh, Boris, obviously a conservative, was also the mayor of London in 2015, and the Chancellor of Exchequer at that time, so the person who runs the purse rings, was George Osborne, and him and George Osborne agreed that um, they're gonna change up how we do things regarding um, regarding TFL. So they said they want a TFL to be a self-sufficient entity mm. with no um, influence from central government. That means they're not going to be giving them grants anymore and all that type of stuff. So TFL, the way TFL raises money is by its fares. So if the only way TFL earns money is fares and fares are sliced by 90%, you're done. Very, very and big. that model is not even, you don't really see that model in the UK and you don't see it in Europe really because transport is like essentially a public good to yeah. a certain degree so this seems like a very much political play and why i say it's a political play is that sadiq i mean tfr have done a good job over the last four years to reduce their operating deficit so that's just the money that they owe by 71 percent now you just slap the man in there with a 505 billion pounds back, back you go son do you, do you see what i'm saying and it's very, the reason why many people aren't very happy with this and Sadiq, you could see he was very, very visibly annoyed with the the press statement he released with very strong words. It's because in this negotiation, with negotiation period, let's say for example, you've got a house here, yeah? your house is about to get repossessed, and you have kids, mm. you have a grandma to look after, you have no job, so you have no money. There's a loan company willing to bust you a loan, but they're saying, yo, I can't lie. I have keys to your house. I'll come in when I want. <laughs> also, after seven, you can't use Sky. Yeah. No Wi-Fi. I change the Wi-Fi password when I want. I come to your fridge to take food. And also, 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 uh, my mistress, she can stay in your spare room. Like, obviously you're thinking, this doesn't make sense, but your alternative is sleep on the streets. So yeah. So, so, it, so, so this is why the government had a strong negotiation period, um, position. And that's why Sadiq is very, very annoyed. And also, another thing is, remember we said that five years ago, that they took power away from the government and left it to be something where TfL can govern and the Mayor of London can govern the, their the London's transport itself. Well, by putting uh, uh, members of the government on the board and also asking them to send the government financial reports, mm. that effectively means there's influence from central government. Yeah. So... Not only does this put the Conservatives' hands in London matters and does the transport, also it makes re-election for Sadiq Khan a lot more difficult because he's going to be remembered as a mayor that said in 2016, fares are going to hike, but then you've hiked fares even above inflation. You've given us this mad congestion charge all during corona all times. All the way out of here. That's what I'm saying. So it's really ridiculous that the government didn't actually give them a grant. Like what most people would do. And to me, I can't lie, it's, it's, it's very slimy. And even another thing the government isn't doing with TFL, before I pass it over to Ed, is that Sadiq Khan has been lobbying for the government to make it compulsory for people to wear masks on public mm. transport. And Sadiq was very clear and precise with his words, so there's no room for misconduct. And his argument is very sound. I'm not asking for PPE kits, because PPE kits are very rare, and they should be reserved for care centres, so that's hospitals and care homes. Yeah. I'm lobbying for people who are out in public who are not going to be able to social distance because of the place they're in, so a train or a bus. We've seen the pictures of the buses and the tubes. 
they show you to wear a mask and it doesn't have to be a medical mask. He's asking for a non-medical mask because medical mask should be served for medical people. Non-medical mask or using a, ban- a balaclava, a bandana, a scarf. And he said, look at places like Germany, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York. They're all imposing these measures. So why are we behind? And the government was saying, oh, the science doesn't show it so far, but we keep looking. And they tried to say, oh, the WHO. No, no, no. The WHO didn't say that. They said that um, they would have... They promote us people being precautious because yeah. that way, Sadiq's argument was, if I'm on a tube and I can't social distance and I may be pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic, so pre-symptomatic is like before you even know that you're about to get um, symptoms, but you have COVID already, or asymptomatic is you have COVID in your your body, no but you have no symptoms. So if you sneeze or speak and stuff like that, the mask would stop the spread of those particles. And the government haven't acquiesced to that. So it's just some annoying stuff going on right now. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, I mean, and you know, when we spoke earlier on as well, um, this goes back to where I thought it was a bit contradictory of what they were asking us to do in the first place. Mm. So I think you mentioned it uh, a couple of minutes ago when you were talking about they asked us and encouraged us to start driving mm-hmm. in order to avoid public transport and mm. places where it's a hotbed for any sort of cross-contamination. Yeah. By what they've done now and what they've, Forced Sadiq Khan. Oh yeah, by the way, I'd like to take this moment to apologise. I did send some obscenities to Sadiq Khan in my anger. <laughs> and I now understand that it weren't him. <laughs> hey, my bad. My bad. Hey, but, my um, bad, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know I get like when I'm on that heady, dog. But I was, I was pissed. But, yeah, um, you are f- <laughs> so bad. Oh my God, God bad voices full of pure vip. Oh, I was, man. And it was a lot. It was funny thinking about it, but I was like, raw, Ed is big, man. I need to read into this because well, Ed is bad. I came on Twitter and everybody was fuming. At first, I thought it was trolling. You know when you see something, I thought, oh, yeah, some hyperbole. Then I actually read the article. I said, nah, this is live and direct from, from these people. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so like where you've, you've removed congestion charge, you've removed ULEs in order to encourage people to stay off public transport. The fact that you've now not only brought it back, but you've also increased it, for me, now sends the complete opposite message where you're now saying, we don't want you to drive, in fact. We want you to then start using the public oh, transport so we can get our, our money back. Now, if you're a country or somebody that is actually quite concerned about the contamin- or the spread of COVID, surely this is the complete opposite of what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, this is more your area, but... It's, uh, all, all I see now is that they're balancing the health of people versus the economy. And it's got to the point where, actually, you know what? The economy is more important. Yeah, so um, if we're going to talk about what we've seen, so building on from my last podcast and then what Ed has said, we've now... So even yesterday, the last... Yesterday, we're recording this on Sunday evening, um, Saturday's government briefing was the educational secretary, sec, sec, um, Gavin Williamson, and he was speaking about um, getting kids back into schools. And then so shout out as well, um, musician, make sure you check out her music. She was telling me that, yo, this is like, they don't even speak, they haven't, sp- they, haven't they want this to happen in three weeks, but they haven't really given any correspondence to teachers. And obviously she's, um, you know, like, I'm not sure people know that some in some schools before, I'm not sure if it's like this now, but some kids that were um, children of key workers were still going to school. Yeah. And she said, social distancing kids is an absolute Impossible. myth. A myth, let alone 15. She said just doing it with like five, six, seven was a myth. All right, so just on that note, yeah. So I read something today. It said, uh, one teacher tests positive for coronavirus. 18 children are impacted and their families are quarantined. 18 healthcare or essential workers have to stop work for quarantine. Mm. 
30 teaching colleagues and their immediate families need to quarantine. So therefore, over 200 people are impacted. And this is what happened in Bristol um, on the 14th of May. That's mad. So you look at the, the, the impact potentially one person in a school could have on, on the wider public. It is insane. To and the easiest way, school. like Ed, you just t- literally drew it up perfectly. One per- the easiest way to see how serious something getting affected is in terms of what happens. One person, the very first human being got panned with Corona. Months later, four million people <laughs> have, have Corona, yeah? Right. So for one to four million, yeah, that math is a mazzolini. You get me? Exactly. So, um, so we've got the school rollout, which doesn't really seem to be too well thought out. In fact, all these rollouts, I can't lie, the last week don't seem to be too, too, well, um, too well thought out. So the government, so Boris is saying, yeah, step one, go to work if you, we encourage you to go to work. Obviously, you may stay home, but go to work. If you can't work from home, go to work. But walk, <laughs> walk if you can, take bus, um, take train, and I mean, walk if you can, drive if you can, cycle if you can. But if you have to, use a bus. So you're encouraging people to go back out. And you say, yeah, unlimited exercise. And yeah, you can buck one person, but yes, a socially distance. And ever since he said that, people have been like, psh, wed. We out here, baby. What to do, baby? Parts, look, parts looking like Hyde Park. Yeah, it's fam, actually it's like saying. wireless festivals. That's what I'm saying. So obviously, the, and they and they have reference to the economy because obviously you don't want, and I think some of us who are listening to this weren't really in a position to understand what economic downturn is like because mm. in 2008, which is what, 12 years ago, even I'm, I'm older than probably a lot of my listeners and I was 19, I was in uni, but that Pamela shoes, and this old, is, though. shut up. And <laughs> this is a lot worse than every, then this will be a lot worse than that. However, in my opinion, there's ways you could do things. If you're going to let people out in the streets, you're going to have to do it responsibly. Yeah. The government have said it, scientists have said it. The most clear risk factor in terms of corona is age. So why aren't you saying, do you know what? If you're under the age of 35 or let's say 40 and you're living in a, in a household that doesn't have any vulnerable people, yeah. we are encouraging you to go to work. Why aren't you giving like certain certification or passports or passport or some type where that says if you've actually had coronavirus and you've now um, you've been tested positive for coronavirus and now coronavirus is now no longer in your body, you can now go back to work. Also, we haven't test and tracing hasn't even been patterned yet. So, no. so, so if there's a massive outbreak, we can't contract we can't track it down like Germany back and to, back to square one yeah, again. Germany, Australia. Singapore and South Korea have. These, in fact, they were trying it last week. We ain't heard nothing about the trials in Isle of Wight. That's neither here nor there. And then also, we're not even closing our borders properly. Now, months later, the government said, hey, okay, cool. We, we're going to suggest that if you're coming in, you should quarantine. Don't suggest, test people that come into the fucking country. And if they test positive, fucking lock them down. Yeah, simple as. Because if you have open borders, yeah, all this is well and great, but if I come from China with a matting or Italy with a matting and I go and I'm a teacher or I go to, or I see my, my girlfriend who's a teacher, she goes to school, we're back to square one again. How many people are on an aeroplane coming in? Generally? So it's like 15,000 a day. So imagine, if just I'm just saying one flight coming in, one person happens to be tested positive on yeah. that, on a plane where it's all recycled air. Yeah. Everyone on that plane is class. Is class. So now you've now let another hundred and whatever people into the country who are now That's how um, Middle Eastern grounds. Respiratory System Disease MERS, in, which made South Korea patterned for this, if 2015 happened. One person, he got panned with a matting. 
he went to a church service and then that's how it erupted. That's it. You Just like that. So, yeah, so the government's actions don't seem like they are very much, they're not They're not rolling these things out in a very safeguarded manner. So, okay, you're letting people out, but you, it's not like you've increased the testing capacity to a point where it's available to test mm. the wider public. No, the, everybody hasn't got access to a test. And you can't track down people yet. So essentially, everybody's going to be on road. Again, not everybody, obviously. A lot of people, a lot more people are going to be on road with no safeguard. Not, you know, it's not like you're saying, oh, wear mask or da 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 you're just saying, oh yeah, your workplace has to be prepared for COVID. A lot of these companies have been shut already. So what are you talking about? Yes, so so with all these actions and the fact that the government was late to quarantine people that come into the country, still haven't done a mask thing yeah, in terms of saying people should wear masks, late to start testing, late to track and trace, yeah, <laughs> late to lockdown, leaves me, I was telling my boy Ed this earlier, down to two conclusions, two outcomes. Either A, they are running herd immunity on a on a slighted, like they're running it underneath our nose, yep. or B, the government are so violently incompetent. And it's only one of two. So I'm sorry, if you're a conservative supporter or conservative member or a fan of the government, I'm sorry, either way is egregious. It's either you're trying, to, you're trying to finesse us into herd immunity or you are just purely incompetent. I personally believe is a lot of B with a smidgen, or maybe not a smidgen. With, I actually think it's A with a smid- with a whole heap of B, bro. Yeah, because I think they'll try to run. They no, they will. I don't think run, they moved away from the. They'll herd run immunity. the herd immunity and they run or the clock. Herd immunity is not slapping because our numbers are wild, and then they will double back in to do all the things that everybody was doing from before, because our numbers are one of the worst in the world. So obviously, their strategy wasn't working. Well, we're second only to the US, right? And Brazil, yeah. I think Brazil might be on the way past yeah. us. Obviously, there's slight problems with like not every country records the data the same. Mm. But also, I caught something. See, because I watch all these updates, I'm clocking little bits and pieces, yeah? I caught that now they're saying, when I say the deaths, so today, the lowest total of deaths, sorry, excuse me, that McDonald's is still my system, Kurt. Hey, shout out McDonald's, by the way. Hey, shout out my, <laughs> shout out my Duke of Ronald, dog. Like, he, he held us down. He has never slept in such a way, Fam, ever. Basically, me and Ed, we were hungry before the pods. He was like, let's go to McDonald's in Dawson. And then we're literally trying to Uber Eats it because it wasn't like a walking after Uber Eats it. But it wasn't banging. Like, it wasn't pick up the location. 20 minutes in, we're trying all different roads. It wasn't slapping. <sighs> then we're both like at the same time. Location. Location services. Yo, you send me a location. Listen. <laughs> I'll be back there. When it switched off and that McDonald's popped up. Fam. <sighs> McDonald's was sweet. Anyway. Yeah, back, back to <laughs> Back to the matter, yeah. So what's I, what was I even saying again? What was you talking about? You were, were talking about the uh, way that, what you were clocking after. Yeah. So cool. So obviously I was looking at um, the stuff today, the car, I started to send out my update. And yesterday, and the last three days, I realised that when I talk about the deaths, so for example, as of Sunday, so Saturday's death total was 170, which has been the lowest since it started. And the complete total is at 34,626. They're now saying 34,626 deaths with a positive COVID test. Mm. Before they were saying deaths due to coronavirus. Now they're being specific saying with a positive test. So that means... So people are just people dying are without dying tests. And they haven't tested positive. Yep. And those numbers aren't being included. And Hence what I remember seeing on the Financial Times, or was it BBC, 
and this was probably earlier in the week, the excess deaths, yeah, and deaths, um, and they classes as deaths where the person wouldn't have would not have died without the presence of COVID, and that mm. will still imply a COVID nineteen test yep. was over fifty bags, and these times was early thirties. Yes, I saw that actually. So a couple the, the figure, I don't even the figure could easily be over 60,000 people that died because of COVID nineteen. It's actually crazy. Potentially. And I, and I hope that's not true because I don't, because obviously as much as I want to plan the government, I don't want people to die because of the government. No, like that. But yeah, so I agree. I agree with, I agree with Ed is, is, is herd immunity. And because they were getting slapped in the media, slapped by the people, they had to run away from herd immunity, but it was too late by then. Mm. You were late to ordering PPE kit. I even forgot that. So you're late to PPE, Later, saying people should use masks. Didn't they then Let- order some that was below the standard that was required and then that got pammed? Fam, they were-, were giving out... My brethren sent it to me because I saw an article. My boy, shout out Dr. Lee, he sent me an article and the GP said, yeah, um, expired stuff. And we're like, that's mad. I posted on my Insta story the next day, one of my jiggers, Sarah, she sent me... A, uh, she sent no respond to a snap of a snap yeah. of her kit and you can see that you move the label and the real expiry date is there. Obviously, the government was saying, oh, no, we, we test these stuff to see if they store da-da-da-da. But that's all nuts to me. So you're late to ordering PPE kit. You're late to telling people to quarantine and shutting your borders. You are late to lockdown. You are late to track and test, track and trace, track and trace. You're late to testing on a mass scale. And now you're clearly late to informing people to wear masks. I'm sorry, like it's been blood, a bullshit show. Blood on their hands, man. Yeah, blood in their hands. But let's wrap this up by answering some of the listeners' questions then, yeah? All right. Okay, so at Jalen underscore um at Jalen Davis underscore four says, Hey, if it has only is if if it has only taken two months for TFL to require a bailout, could we possibly need to bail them out again twelve months? Time if work from home becomes the norm and public um and the public becomes reluctant to use public transport in face of corona. That's a very good point. Um, Sadiq Khan in his um, press statement said even that we're probably going to require another financial stimulus again. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah, I think, Jalen, you're right. Even even forget when we get to work from home and stuff like that again. The transport numbers are still ain't going to be great for the next month or two. Public perception. People, the fear of the virus itself is going to reduce the number of people that are are using public transport. 100%. So yeah, I, I will see another... Um, deal needed to be shut again and the government might even add more negative implications <laughs> so boy okay shout out um, shout out Jalen so Bernie B underscore says hi I hope you're well oh how how nice of her she says sorry my question might be complex so easier to DM I was, I was just wondering how TFO ended up in such a position obviously a massive decline in use of service would put a strain on their finances but to the point of begging for more money after eight weeks just doesn't add up to me yeah basically um, I think us, as I said earlier in the pod, is that all their income is from fares. So if you pan your income for nine, for what, eight to nine weeks by 90%, and remember I was saying some of, just some of their construction costs were £600 million a month. And also, they, um, a lot of stuff that they haven't done very well, for example, like the cycle scheme has, hasn't been taken up that much, is seen as a waste of money. Also, Crosswell, last time I checked, is £2.8 billion over budget. And also just the nature of how, 
It's the fact that they haven't shut down the TFL in complete in, in, in entirety. Yeah. So therefore, things like maintenance still yeah. have to go on. Yeah. They're paying numerous contractors, uh, rail engineers. All of these people still have to be there. Certain staff at the stations, you're paying all of these wages, yeah. and all of that is coming off your fares. Now, another thing is also the number of people that actually use the TFL or were using the TFL when it was active. It's often easy to kind of forget the scale and it's how massive. much is coming through fares. You have millions and millions and millions of people paying fares every single day. And basically no fare is less than like £1.45. Yeah. So do you know like that? So yeah. So I think, yeah. So, and I think it's just due to the fact that TFL became like an independent entity and that's very, very rare in terms of a transport system. So I hope that answers your question. Mike Adama asks, will these changes be permanent? Um, as Ed said earlier, I never heard of an increase for man. So we I can't we can't say with Vim, but they have said the they've had said that some of these changes are temporary. We can't know for sure, but it would not surprise. I think obviously the disabled and um the 60 plus people will get their free travel back. I think children get their free travel back. But in terms of the Fair hike, I think the fair hike will stay in terms of 1% above inflation and congestion charge. I just can't see them bringing congestion charge down. I think, they might, I think they might bring it back from 10 o'clock to, to 6. Yeah, but, but I do then, think seven days a week could stay. Yeah, okay. So that's Ed's prediction. At Taser Black, shout out Taser from Free Shots. Great podcast. Make sure you check them out if you, you probably have already, which means that you're very smart. How would the people respond to future date nights with all these new costs? <laughs> Boy, I'm not gonna lie, cause we're doing, we're doing Netflix and chill, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> uh, my boy said, shout out, said, make sure you cop that last one. He said, listen, all the man about here posting, all the man and the girls are posting at five k times, so it's time for you your date to drop <laughs> to me. That's what this guy's in the deal. I don't know, boy. Maybe you might have to start Ubering it right now, Ubering for it, or I saw girls are saying, oh, it's... 10.30 date time is lit anyway. Yeah, because you guys are always flipping late, innit? That is birthday it. makeup, girl. No, yeah, furthermore, I advocate safe driving. So if you're going out on a date, chances are you're getting lit. You shouldn't be driving anyway. Get yeah, an Uber. Yeah, it's true, it's true. But, that's yeah. what, but, but the problem is that when man I'm dating them, 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 um, them Essex baddies, like, what's that Uber? Well, you're having to get the M25 to go all the way Bro, if your date lives in like, I don't know, like Colchester or Brentwood, that Uber is different. It is mad. Absolutely yeah. mental. You could buy Blenty Oaks that Uber. Um, okay. It's the Uber final cool things. Her and six men. <laughs> in Corona? <laughs> anyway, um, so, and the last question, I am Joyce K. She posted the most delicious food. Shout out to her. Can you also cover the scenario? After taking the woman out on a date, getting her takeaway because she enjoyed it and would like to have it for lunch. What would you do that scenario, Ed? It, it depends on on how buff this girl is. I'm being completely you honest with you. No, like because that. you know, what, let me let me not lie. Like we went to LA, we saw Benny's Burger. Yeah, if I go on a date with her, and she goes, "Yo, Shadi, look, um, I'm kind of hungry tomorrow, so uh, do you mind if I get in? Babe, take it. Have that. Feed your family. Take, take seventeen. Take extra. You know, day afterwards, you don't need. Take it. <laughs> wow. It went another cut to go. Like, do you know anything, like, bro? Yeah. Like, obviously, it'll be it'll be a bit weird. Like, uh, why? If it was just she thought it was nice, she really liked it, and she's gonna be bothered to come back tomorrow. Then you know, go go wild in it. Mm. Like it's really not that deep, but yeah, it would be kind of weird. Let me not lie. But if she's buff, Ben yeah. Man was saying it's a red flag. I'm like, big man, she ain't using you for linguini. Linguini's like 15. Stay calm. Yeah. I understand if you're like at a quite expensive restaurant, and then she's ordering like another main, which is like 35 pounds. You're like, well, 
what I mean? But I like, think it also depends who it is. Um, and yeah, but I think, I, think, I think the scenario she's referring to... What, a first date? You just linked yeah. on for the first time? Yeah, yeah. The girl said it's a first date, but he said the girl was buff in capital letters, which means she's a She also said, the, oh, I saw that in the vibe and everything. The vibe was Are you ready to agree date two? Take, take that! Take it, man. That's cool. Take that's cool. that! Unless but, if, if if she does it every single time you go out, then I'm going to be like, mm, what's going on? But yeah. First time, right? Yeah, yeah I'm going to face time your fridge. I need to know. <laughs> know if you just indomie or water in the fridge, like, no, well, Even on. that, you shouldn't be asking for lunch if you've got indomie there. Yeah, it's true. That's, Speaking that's... of, I, bought, I, had to, I had to buy a batch from the other day because. For real, it, you got it, that here? No, no, no. Basically, Sainsbury's. <laughs> no, no, they take a bad batch. But Sainsbury's by the corner, they have some because the local one in Langdon, the way I slapped everything there. But yeah, I think Price, I, um, he, the the shopkeeper near you um, in Langdon, he was saying that basically the supplier has no more Indomie. Oh, so I wonder what the price of a brick of Indomie is like that now. I know, maybe the new wave. But it's a drought. Listen, if you, if you need that Indomie, holler me, I, I got a box. <laughs> My Stefan Indomie, though. Well, Stefan Indomie, bro, bear pot noodle. On that note. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. Where can people find you? What's your at? Um, at Ghanaian Ghost. Um, and also the podcast is at T and TD. So T E A A N D T D S. If you're into A and People, if you listen to this, please use my hashtag. I'm sick or tired of the scene. Only me and my hashtag. I'm bare people listen to the podcast. <laughs> and I know bare people listen. So don't do me dirty on the Twitter streets. Yeah? At underscore nomics on Twitter at Dysonomics and at Dysonomics Pod on Instagram check out the last three digits check out Team Touchdowns and on to next week we go safe Sports Social Podcast Network